Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibe In It. Thank you for being here. We are super excited to have you, as always, because we have another badass episode for you today. And we have Miss Annie Botticelli on today, and she is one of my personal favorite YouTube people, so I'm so excited to have her here. I always watch her astrology reports every month. I got to know what's going to happen to me because of my sign. I want to be in the know of the forecast of the energies. So I always turn to her for awesome advice and guidance. She is beautiful, gorgeous, awesome. She even wrote a new book that she's going to tell us about at some point during this call. And she's a real life astrologer, a teacher, and an author. So Today, you're going to get to know her better. You're going to get to know more about how knowing things about your sign can help you in your life. We're going to dive into some of the astrological energies of this year and next year and kind of how can we make sense of all this chaos. Annie, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor to, um, to connect with you both lovely, amazing ladies doing so much wonderful light work in the world and to all of the wonderful people listening who are trying to consciously evolve and adding to the light force of the world. Yes, Yay. thank you everyone who listens because you are doing not only yourself good, you're doing <laughs> everyone good by doing this work and this healing work and elevating work. So kudos to everyone who's listening to this call. Annie, why don't you start by introducing everyone to you and kind of what you do and how you got into the realm of astrology, because it's not like a typical one. So I think people would be curious to hear how. Okay, sure. Well, I'm Annie Botticelli, and um, I have many, many, many different ways that I connect with everyone to share information about spiritual evolution um, through various different venues. I have a YouTube channel. I have um, a multiple websites, which we can give you later with written horoscopes, video horoscopes, always up early so that you have the information for your, um, you know, uh, for your planning purposes. I write books, I create courses. I just, I'm kind of a uh, prolific expressor and I'm very excited about the topic of helping people to consciously evolve and to live their greatest, highest life experience. And I'm just so excited about the many ways I've been able to improve my life over the years, many years, decades, in fact, that I've been doing this work. And I just don't really want to just sit in my, my tower with my pink unicorn and my wonderful queendom um, alone. I want to help as many people as possible to step into their highest expression. So that's what all of this is about. Um, and the way that I got into this is kind of, I guess, a little bit strange. You know, I was raised as a latchkey kid in New York City, so I was regularly, like, braving the streets with a like, key around my neck, you know, um, through very strange things, had very, very bizarre, stressful, traumatic experiences as a child, you know, into a family that 
did not use the word intuition, I don't think ever in my life, nor astrology for that matter, except maybe very briefly at some random point. So, you know, it wasn't until I went through my life and did sort of what my mom said to do, go to school, do really well in school. She always said, Annie, make sure you do really well in school so you don't have to be dependent on a man for your income. Not to, not that there's any shame in that, but we were in some weird situations because she wasn't in a situation like that. And so she wanted me to at least have the option to know that I could earn and take care of myself and be self-sufficient and encourage me to do well in school and all of that. So I did all of that, you know, I, I'm kind of a zealot. So anything I do, I just do to the nth degree. And um, of course, a lot of that has to do with my astrology placements, which are, you know, all fire and very extreme. So um so I did that. I skipped grades. I skipped multiple grades. I finished um, high school when I was 16. I was halfway through my first college semester. When I was still 16, I was like on track to be in law school by the time I was 19. And I was just like gunning it. And then I started to have like an awakening to more of the sciences and the human body and how that worked. And I, I got gotten a job randomly, not really randomly. It was by divine design in a pharmacy. And I just became completely obsessed with reading the prescribing information. Now they don't have this on the bottles anymore, I don't think, but at the time, like 30 years ago, they would have like this folded piece of very daunting, you know, paper that was thin with like all these words and all these studies and all this stuff. And I started, I was a cashier, but I started reading these things because I was bored. And so I just became so intrigued about how drugs would work on the body and like the scientific process. And so I, I would became aware of my, or awake to my science, my scientist nature, my science, you know, um, at that time. And I switched my major and anyway, everything took me to my course. So from that moment on, pretty much I was a scientist, basically inter interfacing with life through the scientific process of having a hypothesis, having a wonder, a curiosity, right? making a hypothesis, going through, you know, experimentation, research, and coming to conclusions. And so I had that science part of my mind, even though I was more linguistically inclined, and that was, you know, kind of where I had excelled prior, and just sort of had this brewing and became very interested in helping people physically, their physical bodies. So I went through, it was basically pre-med, so I went to go to phys, you know, pharmacy school. And then I got out of school. A lot happened in between then, long stories, but I wound up working for a pharmaceutical company and they were paying me a lot of money, especially for a young person. Um, and I was really, really good at my job, really, really good. But at as right at the beginning, I started to have this sense like, something isn't right here and something isn't right for me here. And I, I, that, that was like the trigger maybe when I was around 23 of this blowing, getting blown wide open with my awakening, you know? So I just sort of started becoming aware that there was more to life than what we could see in this third dimensional reality. And that you know, and, and really as a scientist too, you, you notice that, like you look in a microscope and you see a world of things that wasn't there for, at the, you know, through the naked eye. You look through a telescope and you see a world of things that are available to the naked eye. So, you know, so what a lot of people could, would consider like mysticism um, was really, you know, scientific, is really scientific. And, and over time, that's going to be proven more and more. But 
but that's the truth. So these worlds started to open up to me through various ways. And then I started like really realizing not only all of this, but wow, even though I was a great employee and I had the golden handcuffs, like the cush job and all of that, that I could not live in that circumstance because of how I was wired. Because I would have all these great ideas about how to streamline things and, you know, big vision and and capacity to follow through. And my bosses and their bosses, who all knew me well because I was a troublemaker, were not, you know, the, the stodginess of the bureaucracy was not was not a match for how I was. So I started to become very aware that I had to have my own business. And I had I was actually in school getting my MBA at that time, which my company was paying for. And so this divergence started to happen where I started to like my interest in the human body and helping people as I would sit in waiting rooms to talk to doctors and educate them about the drugs, and the scientific studies, um, patients would be talking to me and they would be basically telling me their problems because I have an energy of somebody that feels like I could talk to this person, I guess, as I found out, you know, over time. And so they would be sort of sharing things, you know, and I'd come to find out they would only talk to the doctor for a couple of minutes. Most of them, they didn't even know what pills they were on. They were just, and I started to, to like all of this sort of blending together. And I started to become really aware that a lot of people's physical issues were actually emotional and mental and as it developed spiritual. So this was like awakening at the same time as me realizing I can't work for the company you know, for people anymore. So when I was 24, I made a five-year plan that by the time I, when actually when I was 25, I made a five-year plan that by the time I was 30, I was going to be retired from working for other people. And I was only going to do the things that I loved to help people according to what I was passionate about. So I made that decision and I didn't know how, and this is like one of the, the, the key things about manifesting. At that time, I didn't even know what manifesting meant. I hadn't heard that word. That process was not really in my radar, certainly wasn't taught to me directly, although I watched my parents create some pretty epic things. Um, They're really amazing people, but they, they, they instilled in me through me watching that you could do all of these amazing things, but they didn't always apply that magic to everything in their lives. And this is what I started to, to kind of pick up. So I had this five-year plan. I did wind up finishing the plan one year early when I was 29, which is now was 17 years ago. I stopped working for other people and I've just been on spirit flow through various entrepreneurial things, but always doing this type of work, astrology, blogs, the writing, the hands-on healing work. I went to massage school. I became a Reiki master. I, you know, um, at that point, point got it was called a naturopathic degree they're not allowed to use that terminology now but it was a naturopathic extensive naturopathic degree um homeopathy astrology came into my consciousness everything just sort of came rushing in and so I was starting to do work as a holistic practitioner now when there was a synchronicity a chance meeting online at a concert where this this little petite blonde beautiful, sassy woman called back to me from on, she's in Aries, <laughs> called back to me online for the bathroom and said, you are beautiful. 
you have to be my friend. Do you know any hot guys that are single? She was drunk. I will say, I don't drink anymore. I have for a long time, but that's what happened at the time. And I said, okay, because this person who became my astrology teacher, um, Bridget Nielsen, her name is now, uh, or Gibson, um, sorry. And she um, became my teacher, but she had this sense, she, she waves this um, truth finger, I call it, where she, she does this thing and it like, it happens. It's just it's crazy. But we became friends. We actually became like sisters-in-law. I introduced her to my boyfriend who I was with for a long time at that time, her, his brother, they got married. Um, this whole thing ensued and she was a school teacher, but she was a precocious astrologer and she didn't really do it for money. It was more of like a hobby, but she looked at my chart and she said, you're going to be an astrologer. You're actually going to be a famous astrologer. Everybody's going to know you. You're going to work with celebrities. You're going to write all these books. And I'm like, the books I know, the books I feel like I'm writing the books. But I didn't, I said, you know, I studied astrology. I took some classes as I was doing my naturopathic degree and I don't actually resonate with it because it's too general. And I see myself in all the signs and I don't really understand how I can help people with that. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? So then she said, well, that's fine, but you're still actually going to be an astrologer. That's what you're going to do for your work. Um, so, you know, all of these, these things happened and it just sort of placed astrology in my field more and more. And even, even then I still was like, no, Bridget, you know, I, I'll do it a little bit in the backdrop where I would look at charts before I would go do hands-on healing for people to have kind of an idea of some of the patterns, you know, but it, it wasn't astrology. But then it just sort of started happening that like some friends that would come over, I would start to look at their chart and then I would, we'd have tea. You know, so if you can imagine at that time I lived on the water in the intercoastal, I had dolphins and manatees in my backyard essentially. And we were on these beautiful hammock chairs and we were just, you know, I had um, created this retirement from creating a real estate business. Um, but again, like even how the real estate business came to me, it came to me through synchronicity. I did not know when I made that decision, I am going to be done by this age. I didn't know, I had no idea that it was going to be that way. I just kept talking about it so much and was just so sure about it that I drew to me the synchronicities and then I paid attention when they came so that when this person who became my boyfriend was who I had known was saying, I got this idea for this business. And he was very precocious too. He was younger than I was. And he was like just a couple of years. And he was like, I, I see these undervalued um, houses and this neighborhood is going to come up in value. And nobody was talking about, we didn't know about things. Everybody was partying. Nobody, we weren't doing that, you know? So he's like, I just need somebody with like some business sense, with some cash, with credit, with income, um, because I've got these ideas. And then we got together and we actually created this. And we were pretty much millionaires in our 20s. If you looked at all of our assets on paper, at least at that time. So it's like, I was manifesting and I didn't exactly understand the whole process the way that I do now. But what I started doing was looking at it from a psychological perspective. So basically, I saw that there were people that had what I wanted. So I knew that it could be possible. 
So that was the first thing I'm like, okay, other people in my life, pretty much everyone in my life, except this one person is saying, what you're trying to do is impossible. And I would tell the people, the corporation, I'm going to do all this stuff. And they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, but then I would just start reading the books and surrounding myself. So I'd be in outside sales, driving for hours, listening to Wayne Dyer, listening to Lise Hay, listening to, you know, all of these people reading Napoleon Hill, you know, um, Think and Grow Rich and reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and just all of these books from these people who were, a lot of them were focusing on the psychological aspect of it, not even as much the spiritual, you know, turns out to all be the same, right? But (laughs) that's what, you know, it was kind of like my line in from being a more linear scientist, this process, manifesting scientifically, and then just like everything just opened wide where it was like, oh my gosh, Everything is spirit. Spirit is directing everything. There's a divine plan. And this is something I just want to talk about really quickly um, that I talk about in the book. And my husband actually created some really nice visuals about this for me because he's an artist. And so like he helps me to to make, if I draw things, it it basically looks like one of my kids drew it. (laughs) So, So he made these visuals for me. And one of them basically shows how well, two of them, you can see the harmony that's intrinsic in our universe and beyond by looking at the rhythms. Everything is mathematical. So phi, the golden ratio, you can, if you look at the relative mean, the mean distances between the planets, it, it averages out to 1.611, you know, so it's like, it, it, you can see the math there. You can see the sacred geometry. You can see sacred geometry intrinsic in all of our experience at the DNA level and all throughout nature, you know? So it's like what, what I hear, what I see, what I know when I, when I ponder this is that spirit is benevolent and coherent and there is a plan. You can see it. You can see how the planetary orbits fit neatly within each other. There are a certain amount of orbits of these fit into the next one that fit into the next one. And it's, you know, it's so orderly, so orderly. So that, that plan is there. And so manifesting ultimately, I think comes down to aligning with the plan and clearing out all the gunk that interferes with the transmissions of spirit to say, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Because we can manifest away from order and ease, but that incurs karma. And it usually turns into a boom or bust. Attention ladies who are on a self-love journey and who are ready to go on the trip of a lifetime. I have to tell you guys about my radical self-love retreat coming up January 2021. So very soon, there are only a couple of spots left and I want to make sure the perfect women get inside. So I'm going to tell you guys about it. It's six days, all-inclusive, The theme is obviously radical self-love, so I'll be teaching you all the best practices and principles, and we'll be doing them in real time of how to love yourself deeper than ever before, how to accept the parts of you that maybe you've pushed away, suppressed, or denied. Um, You're going to be connecting with like-minded women. I think that's one of the most awesome parts of the retreat. You'll be enjoying the warm, sunny beaches of Mexico. Who can complain about that? And you get to hang out with me 
for a week. So there's only a couple of spots left. This retreat is the second one of its kind. It will be seriously magical and amazing, especially after this super hard, heavy, restrictive year. And I was actually just in Mexico. Traveling to and from there was fine from the States. So as of now, we're good to go. I'm really excited for this trip. I do have backup dates planned if anything weird happens last minute. But for now, we should be good to go in January. It's going to be so fun, so magical. Six days of healing, transformation, up-leveling, fun, adventure, and just getting out and seeing the world again. So if you're like, yes, I need this, I'm ready, I'm down, I want to connect with like-minded women, I want to up-level my life, I want to heal and feel better in paradise, then visit kelseyaida.com slash retreat to see what last year's retreat was like. There's pictures and videos up there. You can see pictures of the house that we're staying in. It is gorgeous. And you can also apply there. So go to kelseyaida.com slash retreat. Apply today. We'll hop on a little video call and see if it's a good fit. There's only two spots left. So hurry, hurry. So we create this. So I created all. Oh, and that's one of the things that Bridget said. She is so amazing. She looked at my chart and she said, you're going to create a fortune. And I'm like, yay, because I was working on that. And she's like, and then you're going to lose all of it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, girl, you're killing me here. Like, you see me working 80 hours at my job and like on the side, I'm building this real estate business and I'm in massage school like for 500 hours. And I'm like, you're killing me. And she's like, no, it's going to be okay though. <laughs> Like, how is that going to be okay? You know, because at that time, still like the spiritual aspects of everything weren't as clearly defined, clearly apparent to me. It was just sort of like weaving its way in. So it just, it, it developed over time, basically. But I came to understand what she meant because I built this empire, as I like to jokingly call it, right? And my intention for doing that was so that I could be free and geographically and otherwise in my schedule. I'm a Sagittarius. I have nine placements in Sag. I love to roam. I do not like to have my freedom impeded. I get super aggro if something's in my way and I'm like, I want to move my body. Like I want that. Right. So I created that, but I was supposed to be devoting more, apparently more energy to my, my spiritual um, work which then was a little bit more lackadaisical. I did it, but I did it when I felt like it. <laughs> so I wasn't as disciplined. I wasn't as regular and regimented. I wasn't as consistent with it. You know, my practices I was, but like the output of what I was sharing and getting it out to people, I didn't want to commit to that because of the non-committal Sagittarius issues that I had in excess. So when the market crashed and I found myself after, you know, being accustomed to a six figure experience and, you know, having my beautiful house in Sedona with 50 trees and, you know, just like had redone it with all, all of the reclaimed hickory and just all of the natural way I wanted. Everything was how I wanted it. I had my first baby and everything was just like, I didn't have to work. Everything was perfect. And then the market crashed and everything went away. And that was really not convenient because then not only did I like 
I mean, everything went away. I had tried to save my house because I became emotionally attached to kids and whatever. And then all my retirement went away. All of my stocks crashed. My houses crashed. My house foreclosed. So I had my car, my kid, my dog, who I still have. He's almost 16. And, and my son's dad actually left also at that time. So I was a single breastfeeding mother with no income, no access to credit, no money left in the bank, debt, and these things to care for. But because I had been so in sync with spirit, I first of all knew that it was going to happen because Bridget told me it was. So that helped. Because she said, you're going to lose it, but then you're going to make it again. So I kind of had this sense of like, okay, well, that's going to happen, but don't worry, it will come back. But then I was here and I heard spirit, but by this time I had so fluently learned the language of spirit that I just heard spirit speaking all the time. So spirit was saying, okay, as this was going on, this is going to go away, but it's okay because you're going to build it again, not from fear, not from, you know, any of the things that you built it before. You're going to build it, build it for, from the plan. And um, you're also going to have to understand that what a really big lesson for you karmically, spirit would say, is you have to be as happy with no money in your bank account as you were with $10,000 in your checking account. And you have to know that not just because you were successful and then teaching about abundance, because I wrote a book, which it, I'll bring out eventually, I wrote this all this time ago about abundance and creating. And I had never been, except when I was a child, in a, an impoverished situation. I didn't have the experience of what about, how do you manifest when you have a child to feed? How do you manifest when you don't have a place to live? How do you, you know, what does that look like? Because that's what a lot of people's situations or some version of that, of lack. But how do you do that? So, and then spirit was also reminding me, you know, cause at that point I had done most of the astrology for years. I had done free readings, hundreds and hundreds of free readings. That's part of how I also got really good at it is that I didn't need the money. <laughs> so I wasn't really charging. And I had the thing that healers have. I can't make money for what I'm doing or it's not spiritual and it's bad and it's impure. And I, I can't, I can take money from the real estate, but I can't take money from helping people. And that's uh, something that many, 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 I mean, if not all the people doing this work that I know have had to walk through this. So that was another big lesson where I had to accept that, no, actually you can, you can do that. You can get your sustenance there. You can have an exchange. You have to be as happy with no money in your account as you would be with, with a lot of money. And, you know, by then I had seen, worked with people with money, people without money. And I saw that everybody was worried about money. The people that had it, they were worried about losing it. The people that didn't have it, they were worried about making it. So Spirit was saying, you know, I'm giving you a really great gift here because you are going to get to the point where it doesn't matter. You're not worried about it. You're fine. You're happy. You're, you're, you know that your money comes from me. It doesn't come from a spouse, a job, the unemployment, the government, whatever. It doesn't come from the parents. It comes directly from Spirit. All things do. And there are middle people, but that's the truth. And you're going to learn these viscerally, these spiritual principles. You're going to learn them viscerally. And then you're going to teach them with confidence because you will have gone through it. 
It's not just an idea. It's not a book. It's the difference between someone working their way up in a company and then being the CEO after they've been in the mailroom and every place in between. And the, the person who goes to school, learns the book smarts, and then gets in a position and that's that. So Spirit wanted me to go through that so that I could be really sure that when people were suffering, when they're like, oh my gosh, and all this is bad, and now the virus and this, and like all of this is going on, and I can still smile and say, our happiness comes from inside of us. It comes from inside of us, it's a choice, you know? And we can choose to make it and put the things in process that, that choose us to be able to experience that regardless. So that's, that's basically how it all, happened and how astrology came into the forefront because I didn't really see myself as an astrologer first until my YouTube channel started really taking off, which was about eight years ago. People would say, you have to get on YouTube. You have to have your own channel. You have to do like all of this stuff. And I don't want to commit to it because my Sagittarius, they're like, I'm going to show up every month and do that. Are you kidding me for the rest of my life? Whatever. Not doing that. But spirit was like, that's what you are. And even more so you're doing it without any intention or guarantee that it's going to bring you any financial security because you're doing it because you have to, because it's your purpose and you know stuff, then you have to tell people that stuff. <laughs> and it wound up bringing my fortune back, but that wasn't the intention of it. When I did it, it was the commitment to following spirit, doing that, and then rewards coming from that. So then astrology became into the forefront. All the things that Bridget said were going to happen happens. And astrology was chosen as one of the main ways people know me um you know much to my chagrin for a long time and um and much against how I even see myself <laughs> it just was it was decided that way and I said I, I aligned with it and there it is Dang so hopefully it. That-, <laughs> that answers the question beautifully um, we have always, Kelsey and I, uh, can I speak for you, Kels? Cause I feel like I know you pretty you well. Can I'll correct you if you're wrong. Go for <laughs> I'll it. I'll correct you. I feel like we both are very, have always been super interested in astrology. I know for me, um, I am hesitant to like subscribe completely to astrology. And I think that's common for a lot of people because you, I'm always asking the question like, okay, but okay, but how, how is it? And I know that we're you know, governed by the moon and the tides and all that. Like, I get all of that. But what would you say to somebody who's, you know, maybe like more of a beginner and they're they're really trying to learn the basics of astrology? How do you present it in a way that's like, oh, okay, I get that now. (laughs) Right. So that's a great question. So um, there are a number of ways we can go about that. First of all is to understand that we, we live in a holographic reality. So Everything inside is outside and everything outside is inside. We see this, you know, this has been popularized, the, the, the saying on the Emerald Tablet, as above, you know, so below, as below, so above, um, which was popularized by The Secret, that book that, you know, really blew a lot of people's minds open to these, these things. Um, and all kinds of other things that, I mean, just back to science, like you look at a DNA, you know, do you look at the DNA, it has the, the blueprint of the fully formed person. And then you look at the issues that the individual has. And those are the issues that the couple has. You look at the issues that a couple has, and those are the issues that the family has. And then those are the issues that the community has. And those are the issues that the world has. Because really when it comes down to it, it's all the same. And why is it the same? It's because it's a holographic reality. 
So we are affected by the things that are outside of us and we affect the things that are outside of us. Like a ripple in a water, when you throw a rock, it all goes, a spider web, when you touch the web, it all goes, you know? And this is, this is very apparent that everything is connected. So with that scientific truth, it can't be that all of that stuff going on out there isn't affecting us. And it also can't actually be that all this stuff that's going on in here isn't affecting that. You know, if you look at when planets were discovered, meaning they came into our awareness, our conscious awareness, there are things that are true to the energy of that planet that come into the forefront. That was kind of an undercurrent in the unconscious realm. Like around the time, it wasn't the exact year, but around the time that Pluto was discovered, atomic energy was really coming into the forefront. And Plutonian energy is just atomic. You know, this is, it's like, this is, it's not a coincidence. So like, as we discover planets, those archetypal energies are being brought into our conscious experience, you know? So it's, from that perspective, it's hard to not believe that we're affected Mm -hmm. by everything. And also just with the knowing that everybody is so complex, every, every individual has the complexity of the entire universe in them. That's the holographic reality. So if we are so complex, how can it be that there's not more, (laughs) there's not more to it, you know? Um, and that's, that's just the truth of it. So the deeper we look, the more we see that we are affected by things further than the moon and we are affected by the rhythms and we can also utilize the rhythms. And when we do, life is much easier. I always liken it to being on a deserted island and making a boat to try to get out into the open sea to find freedom. And so if you set your boat, you don't have to know that much about boating to know that if you set that boat out when the tide's coming in, it's going to be really hard to get out. And it's the same thing with all of the astrological rhythms. You know, there are effects that echo from that holographic experience. That's a great answer. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, Kels. I was going to ask, well, this is going to be a big question. So if yours is shorter, you should go for it. Well, all I was going to, let me, okay, good. Thank you for prefacing that because mine is way shorter. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I watch you because um, the way you explain things and the way that you break it down for people is so easy to digest and easy to consume. Um, I 100% own my Aries-ness. Like, that is my husband would kind of, like, look at me sideways because he has to deal with my (laughs) Aries-ness. But it's funny that you say you're a Sagittarius. Is that what you said? I am. Aries rising. I was just going to say, because I'm an Aries with a Sagittarius rising. So I don't know like how similar those are, but I think Kelsey's also a rising Sagittarius. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm Aquarius and then rising Sag. So Uh we all have that. I, and when you say like non-committal, I'm like, oh gosh, that's probably where it comes from because I'm like podcast every week. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) It was a struggle. What is going on? But, but I do love how you explain things and how you break it down so easily. Um, And I, in later in the episode, hopefully we have time to go into maybe some like forecast deal stuff, but go Kelsey before I talk too much. Go. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I was just going to ask you to, cause I've watched a lot of videos of astrologers kind of breaking this down, but mm. 
if you could dive into some of the main things that are happening right now and for the purpose of like where we're going as a humanity and on earth um because i know that there's a lot of transits and big things happening in the sky this year and next year that are really transitioning us into for example the age of aquarius because i'm aquarius i'm excited about that but um if you could just give everyone like a briefing of like what the f is been happening and is there hope and like what are you seeing according to the chart of like america like anything you can tell us just tell us all (laughs) yes please well first what was the last thing you said i said yes please i'm ready for all of it (laughs) okay okay yes okay so first of all just so it doesn't get lost in all of the things i'm about to say there is always hope there is always hope no matter how bleak everything right it's always darkest before the dawn and when you can that's one of the benefits of astrology, many benefits of astrology is that it's like you can you can view things from on a mountain, like if a, people in a village, their water supply stops, then they go to the wise person in the, in the mountain and the wise person says, there's a, a, a dam about a mile up, right? You get you fix the dam, clear the dam, you get your water supply back. Now, if they had not stretched beyond that, or if they had just climbed up the mountain and looked themselves, right? They didn't even need to talk to the person about this. Then if they asked that bigger question, like what how can we benefit from looking at the bigger picture, then they wouldn't have seen that. And that happens a lot. We get really, really um small. Um, when we're in, in fear, it's a physiological response, actually. And it's, it's, again, that's more science where the body gets hijacked by, you know, the autonomic nervous system, everything, everything in fight, flight, or freeze, just the prefrontal cortex is um, just hijacked, basically. And that the prefrontal cortex is where you see the, intu- you know, the intuition, where there's hope, where you can can look at the bigger picture and, and get that plan and put things back into perspective. That's a capacity of the prefrontal cortex. And you don't have it. It's like you are prefrontal cortexless when you are in fear, right? So uncertainty and things going on make us further, put us further from the solutions in our own lives and in the world. So there is always hope. And that's part of why I love EFT so much is because it actually helps you to get back into, you know, connection with your prefrontal cortex by um, dimming the um, the influence of the um, uh, adrenaline, the adrenal response, and the whole cascade that goes on there. So yes, there's always always hope, and it's also very um, helpful to know that this is all purposeful. Everything that's going on, no matter how difficult it is, is all purposeful. There is, there are reasons for it. There are experiences that people individually and globally are, are supposed to have as people where we're in an evolutionary process and it's necessary. It's apparently necessary because it's happening. So we have to tell you guys about our favorite meditation app right now, which is the all wonderful Headspace. I don't know if you guys are already using it, but if you aren't, you need to at least give it a try because it is one of my favorites. I've tried them all. What I love about it is it's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Also, they have really cute, easy to use app. Um, It's full of guided meditations where they really break it down and help you visualize what you're doing so you can be fully immersed in the experience. 
I always recommend this to people who have struggled with meditation because I think it's one of the fastest and easiest ways to learn how to do it in a way that's actually effective for you. Um, also, they can help you feel better whatever your situation is. So if you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation that's perfect for you. If you have trouble falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids, which is so cute and awesome. Headspace approach to mindfulness can help you to reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I seriously love this app and cannot recommend it enough. They are backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, whoa, and over 60 million downloads. So if you guys aren't using Headspace, you need to get on it because Headspace is awesome and it makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash vibin for one month free. That's headspace.com slash V-I-B-I-N. With access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation, go get your free month trial. This is the best deal offered right now. So go to headspace.com slash V-I-B-I-N today. But similar to how, like, if you take the stove and the fridge out from the wall to clean, or you take everything out of a cabinet to clean, everything gets a little messier before it gets cleaner. But then once everything restructures, it gets back in the cabinet, you put it in the you're like, ah, oh, it's all clean and organized now, yay. But you've been living with the, whatever's gone on there. And we've been living with this massive amount of, of, of the collective down to the individual of, of muck basically, that um, has been interfering with our quality of experience. So, so yes, there's always hope. Now, I'm going to give you a few tidbits about this, um, because I know we don't have forever to talk about this, but I do want to point you to a video that I made that's still really helpful, even though it's, you know, this year is at the end. It's called How the Coronavirus Explained, or How Astrology Explains the Coronavirus and the Systems Breaking Down. It's a long video. It could possibly blow your mind. It's my actually my favorite video that I've ever recorded. Um, and it will go into a lot more detail about um, some of the, the small pieces that I'm going to explain. So the energy of Capricorn rules systems and structures. And again, that's quite literally like it also from a medical standpoint rules our skeletal system. So it's, it's like the basis, it's where our skin hangs. It's where, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the center of all of that. And so in 2008, Pluto was the first outer planet to get into this, what would become a long outer planet spree of um, Capricorn focus. So, you know, again, just to put this in perspective, Jupiter goes into Capricorn every 12 years, Saturn. So it's like that happens somewhat regularly. Saturn goes into Capricorn every 28 to 30 years. That's a little less frequent. Pluto goes into Capricorn every 240 years or so, <laughs> which if you are noticing this is the same time frame when the United States was born. So I have to interject real quick because I read about this. I do remember reading about this and I it was some astrologer that I don't remember or it was an article and it was like, 
I looked up because I was so like desperate for answers. I was like astrology behind COVID, what's going on? Or behind this election and all this stuff. I always do that around big events. And there was something that said the last time Pluto was in that position during the election was when the Declaration of Independence was signed. And I was like, what? It just blows my mind. And that's when you say like, there's no coincidences. It's all happening. Like it must affect the other And that's why I can't deny astrology as much as, you know, people, I think, want to dismiss it. They're going to read their horoscope and be like, "Mm, yep, that's me. Oh, yeah, that's totally like they see those similarities. So anyway, I had to say that if if I can find the article I want to show, I want to link it because it's just so, so cool about how the same things that happened back in these huge political times are actually happening now planetarily. Go on. Sorry. Yes. No, no, no. That's great. That's perfect. So it ties it all in. So, so just that's again, like putting it in perspective. So in 2008, 2009 timeframe, when Pluto was, went into um, Capricorn for the first time since that, those, you know, that period of time when the birth of, of our nation and, you know, I'm sure there were other things going on in the world at that time as well that were relevant to those areas that we could research and, and that would be true. Um, so Pluto going back again is a cycle of rebirth, obviously kind of like when the sun gets back to the same point that it was at when we were born, that's our solar return, that's our rebirth, you know? And so anytime a planet goes around and gets back and there's, there's um, a storyline. So now we're here birthing a new nation. So, so Pluto got to join the party and we saw what happened. I mean, I was in the major fallout then. Part of why I was in the major fallout is it was destiny. It was part of what I was supposed to experience. But part of why I was is that I was not living sustainably. And that's something else that the energy of Capricorn does and that Pluto started to really introduce in a very big way is the topic of sustainability. Now that is environmentally, but that's also like our relationships. Are, are, is our relationship sustainable? Is our relationship to relationships sustainable? Or is how we spend money sustainable? Is you know how our work sustainable? Everything, just the topic of, is this sustainable for the long term? That's Saturn, that's Capricorn, Saturn rules Capricorn. So that's, that's, those are the questions. So Pluto came in and said, whoop, subprime lending is not sustainable, done. (laughs) You know, Um, a lot of those other, you know, ancillary systems, you know, are not done, but they certainly went through change and they've been under duress and their fate has still yet to be decided because Pluto is still in Capricorn for a while. So that was going on. That was a boom. A lot of people experienced that. But for a lot of the people who learned certain lessons, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, it's complex, our karmic imprint, as far as what we're supposed to experience when. Some people went through a hard time then, and they're also going through a hard time now. But many people who learned the lessons that happened from, you know, what happened then, they changed their lives. Like I know I did. I did not want to be in this situation again, even though I knew spirit, my money came from all that. I did not want to be a single breastfeeding mother with my car and my dog and my kid with no nothing and no credit, no barely any income. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in that situation. So I very carefully with spirit's help reviewed this topic of sustainability. What wasn't sustainable in that situation? And so as I recreated, I created sustainably. So one of those things has to do with living below one's means. And this is just kind of like a little 
tip it, you know, and again, I have no judgment. We're here to play and create in this wonderland, you know, of an experience. And there is no judgment whatsoever on any experience financially from nothing to everything or the people that are doing that. Each person has their own lesson with it. Each person has their own destiny. But there are lessons about sustainability that everybody is going through. And that's part of what has been highlighted this year because as Jupiter and Saturn came and joined Pluto, this is really coming into the forefront. Jupiter, the great expander, the ruler of excessive Sagittarius, right? Really made us question like, boom, okay? So Jupiter and Pluto connected, boom. COVID, closures, all of this stuff. Saturn had gotten into Capricorn before Jupiter did. And that was also testing systems, building new ones. And you all and I have been in this process. So I know that I started my YouTube channel originally, like I didn't start doing astrology until some years later, but I originally started my YouTube channel in like 2009, you know, and a lot of people doing light work at some point since that point. We've been creating the tributary. We've been solidifying the, tri the tributary that flows uh, alongside the mainstream so that we knew that the mainstream was going to start collapsing. This is no surprise. That we knew that our work, what we might not have known every single detail about what that was gonna look like, but we were preparing for this time. Creating resources, getting sure enough in the messages, creating um, options, creating industry. So we've been part of that Capricornian process that has been building. So Pluto's destroying and rebirthing, Saturn is building. If you ever go through, like if you ever pass by where they're, they're building a building and you notice how long they're messing around under the ground. There was a house being built on my block. We were gonna be going away in a few months to Alaska for a while and I'm like, I'm excited to see what the house is going to look like. They're in the ground. They're in the ground. I'm like, I think they can build a house already. <laughs> build a house already. And then, like, right before we were about to leave, in a day or two, the house was up. So for months, they messed around under the ground. But that's because they're building the foundation. And the, the higher the skyscraper or the building, the deeper they have to go to support that weight. So Pluto is under the earth, it rules metals, and you know, it rules all of that. It's under the earth, blowing up the foundations. Saturn is testing, bringing more tests and building. They're building, rebirthing. And then Jupiter comes and just exacerbates the whole situation, but also gives hope and direction to those who are willing to see it. Jupiter in Capricorn is not a very easy time to see hope because, you know, it just doesn't, it's pretty serious. But the hope is through the building of the new and the, the hope is through the consistency and the discipline and the inner work and the outer work. So all of that's been going on as these planets have been connecting with each other and every, bringing it back to math. The most powerful number in all of mathematics is zero. It's so weird when you tell like a younger kid that, you know, when you learn in school, like zero is the most important number. Like, ah, oh, zero is the most important number. Zero is stupid, right? It's zero, what is it? <laughs> Like, I never remember thinking that when one of my teachers said zero is the most important number. And they had a really good understanding of that. We're like, that's the silliest number. Why? What is it even? But in astrology, a conjunction, an exact conjunction means zero degree difference between those placements. 
And that's the most powerful aspect in all of astrology. So when you've got outer planets that take a long time to go around, they're lurking around wherever they are for a long period of time, then they get with zero degrees of connection, that is the most profound change. So that's what we've been having go on this year with, with Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter. And then now we're about to have Jupiter and Saturn connect at the very early degree of Aquarius. And this is something I go into in a lot more detail in the, the video, but there's something that's been very critically important about the late degrees of Capricorn and the early degrees of Aquarius. When something is on a cusp like that, and this is so relevant for all of you who might be on, the, on a cusp, and if you're not sure if you're on a cusp, you would know if your birthday is at the very beginning of a sign or the very end of a sign, and the closer to the very beginning or the closer to the very end, the more cuspy you are. But these energies are like intermediaries. They're like the ground that holds both of the energies. And so we've been dancing along this late Capricorn. So it's been the epitome of everything patriarchal, you know, um, the old traditional systems that like everything, the old way, teeter tottering on the brink. And then Aquarius is the new the technology, the innovation the you know, the community based rather than like the company based, the, the uh, humanitarian focus rather than the profit um, base. So like we've been dancing for an extent, usually like a lot of planets will just blow past these degrees and it's done. But because we had to really get into this lesson, we've been dancing along these late degree, early degree, because you know, Saturn went into Aquarius this year, went back into Capricorn and went back and it was going back into Aquarius. It, it's dance and Jupiter was lurking around that same, I call it lurking because it's like, it's this force that's just there, you know? So there's something very critical about this. And I'm also a perfect mouthpiece for this because I have my moon at 29 degrees of Capricorn. So I'm intimately going through a very personal experience of the planets crossing over that point. I've had profoundly um, terrible and wonderful experiences from those intimate connections. And the more intimately your placement is connected to what's going on out there, the more you see the effects in your life where other times you see things going on, you're like, whoa, people are going through stuff. Wow, I hope it's not catchy. Stay over there. <laughs> but if it's going around in your, in your degree, in your mathematical degree, you're going to feel it very intimately. So yeah, so we're on this and I, I talk about this more like how to manage this movement into Aquarian energy, um, how to manage the um, Jupiter is going to square Uranus, Saturn, one time in January, um, February, um, June, and October, Saturn of 2021. Saturn is going to square Uranus. So Uranus is being brought in in, in, a, in a very big way here. But I talk about that in the January videos. I'll be talking about that in February videos. Um, and I'll, I will get back to that. But, but the point here is that the answer isn't either or. The answer is the best of all. And that's one of the important things for us to know is that we can't, it will be very tempting to throw the baby out with bathwater, you know, with this final like, ah, get out of here, this, rah, whatever, in the very many ways that that can look from the individual to the global level. But that's not how it's going to be. And you can see this, and I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm going to talk about the energetics behind what we're seeing. You're seeing this go on with this unprecedented situation with Trump. 
he's he's not budging. He's not budging. And, and who knows what will come of it. But what we do know is that we there are lessons from the old, regardless of if, if that stays the old or not, that have to be brought in to this new radical change. There are cross checks. There are, you know, um, Capricornian logic, logical elements. There are foundational, um, sustainable, consistent pieces that have to be brought to this new radical change because Aquarian energy is unstable by nature. Uranus is its ruler. And it's like the lightning bolts. Like you have this flash of this idea and this vision of the future, this, you know, it's a visionary energy. But those things, they come. And if you don't write them down, they often go. You know, it's not very sustainable. It's not very stable. And so the more we kind of buy into just, it's all about Aquarius now. <laughs> the, the more unstable um, it's going to be. So the lessons from the old way are weaving into the new way and they will be tested and they will be continued to be brought up because now, even though Saturn has moved into Aquarius, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as you're having these, you know, this sequence of um, Saturn Uranus uh, squares, it's the story of Capricorn is not going away. And the energetics of Capricorn, it's not like, yay, all Aquarius, this is all it's about. And whatever. No, it is doing the best of both, seeing where both fit in and how we can get at the highest potentials of all of that. And that's really what this, this year has been preparing us for that. And now we're stepping into a time where um, the, the kind of afterquakes of things that have gone on here will, will be occurring. And the topic of freedom is going to be brought up in a huge way from the planet Uranus. You know, what is freedom? Is freedom being able to go <clears throat> outside without a mask? Is freedom being able to go outside and not get COVID because people are, are not wearing masks <laughs> or are wearing masks? It is freedom. You have to get a vaccine, whether you're philosophically against it or not. What is freedom? What is that? I have chills talking about this because this, this is what we're, this is going to be going on, you know, is freedom being the person first in line that you get to have the vaccine or is freedom being, what if I don't want it? What if I have an issue with that? What is freedom? What is freedom? And bumps to, to what we, our definition of freedom is going to be a major theme throughout 2021. Um, and, and we're going to be redefining what that means. We want to take a moment to introduce you to another one of our awesome sponsors, BetterHelp, which is a platform that connects you online to therapists and counselors who are certified, trained, professional, awesome human beings who can help you to achieve more happiness or help you get unstuck, help you with your anxiety, your depression, whatever it is that you feel like you need support with in your life. There are therapists on BetterHelp who probably specialize in supporting people in this way. It's really cool because you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Um, they have a broad range of experts available, which is really cool because even if there's not someone locally available that specializes in what you need, chances are there's someone on BetterHelp who can help you. 
the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send messages back and forth to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional talk therapy. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. It's committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that it makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. So if you guys want to connect with this service, we highly, highly recommend it. If you want to go to betterhelp.com slash vibin, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash B-I-B-I-N, you guys get 10% off your first month. Great resource, great thing to know about. Go check it out. You know, I mean, ultimately, pretty sure Bob Marley sang about this. I know that in poetry, like freedom ultimately is in is in our mind it's a mind space and we can evolve people in a in a jail cell can be freer than somebody out with every freedom and it's a state of mind and that's again where the hope comes in where we can reframe how we look at things and without sugarcoating it i mean clearly i'm not sugarcoating what's happening this is these are real issues this is going on but I'm an optimist. That's that's the art of astrology. The science of astrology is the mathematics, is the predictability of when something's going to be somewhere, when it was there before, when it's going to be there again. And then just kind of like some archetypal things that go along with the placements. But the art of astrology is in the intuition, is in the evolution, is in the eye of the reader. So I'm an optimist. So that flavor is how I see things, but it doesn't mean that I don't say like, it's going to be a crap storm. And when it is, I, I, I tell you, like it, it is, <laughs> it's going to be a crap storm. It's going to be a sustained crap storm. Some things are going to get better. And for some people, like I know many people who have thrived this year. They've thrived. Now, maybe there are 30 million Americans or more or, and other people, like, I don't know what the numbers are there. I'm not as familiar in different countries and what that looks like, but even if unemployment got up to 10% and there's like, you know, 328 million people, you know, if 10% of the population is in utter despair, that's terrible. It's not acceptable. We have to do whatever we can. And each of those numbers, statistics are a person, a soul having an experience. Like it's the, the tragedy is, is, is incalculable. But when you look at the bigger picture, back up to the mountain, 10%. What's, what's going on with the other 90%? That's also real. That's also true. Why are certain people having one experience over another? It's part of a personal karmic profile. Um, and the lessons are available that people can, you know, learn or not learn them. But a lot of people are actually thriving through this. And that's the other end of Saturn. Capricorn is the fulfillment. People who have busted their butts, Things that they've worked on, they're coming to fruition now in a huge way. Talk about manifesting, right? You know, people who have been doing their inner work are having emotional breakthroughs, being healed from impossible physical maladies. That's happening. It's happening. And it's not on the news, but it is happening. And it's happening to a higher percentage of the population, actually, than the difficulties. So that's Saturn. That's the other edge of it. Every planet, every sign, every placement has a range, a spectrum of potential um, outcomes because we live on a planet of duality. So, of course, with the holographic reality, everything is going to 
take that imprint. So Saturn is known as a beast. I always call it a chop buster, right? And it does. God, it does. I know I've been having my chops busted so much with having it cropped for that placement. It's been a beast. I know that I've aged. Like, really, I feel it. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoo. But the other side of it is pure form. Stability. It's hard to imagine when you look at the news what stability could look like. And yet there are many people who are actually much more stable on every level than they've ever been in their whole lives now because of this combination of planets. So it can do any of that and all of it, and it will. And where we come in on that spectrum, a lot of the times, of course, there's the karmic, just, just what we're here to experience right at this time, right? We, we, can't, we can't pick our lessons. But then also the tools the techniques, the practices, the, the knowledge, and that's what the, actually the book is about. Um, planetology is based on my astro system, astro sync system. So it's the awareness, the strategy, the, um, the techniques, the remedies, and then openness, having an openness to the, to the natural flow and, and the divine plan, you know? So it's, that, that's what we're looking at now and as we're stepping in. But one wonderful thing compared to this year that next year has is we're not mired down in retrogrades. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And now I say Hallelujah. Wonder. All right. So, I mean, for some people, they've enjoyed the retrogrades. They've gotten some rest. They've gotten like, there have been always, there's always benefits to retrogrades. And when you align with them, there's even more. But for the people like the fire signs, and the people with fire energy, like who want to move forward, who want to like just get going already. For those people, this year has much more promise because it's a year that's moving forward. And we start the year out in January with every planet going direct. Woo! Yeah, every planet, even start, even the goddess asteroids, like at some point in January, everything will be direct. And things are going to push forward in a really, really, really big way launches like anything that somebody has to do it moves making decisions based on eclipse information there's this beautiful open window but as you do these things just make sure that your whole you're being discerning with what you're throwing out you know and if you can hold on to tow both lines like for some people many people who are ready to get out of the insecurity of working for somebody else not that you don't have insecurity being self-employed because there's that whole other thing, right? But it's a different type of uh, a situation. But for those who are ready to like embark on that path, for some of them, it might make sense to keep the paying job with the benefits. And that's like an example. That's not going to be everybody's answer. We have to tune into intuition to see what our particular story is going to be with that because our placements are different and we're getting hit differently. But, but things, it's just an example of like, starting a business like I did when I started my real estate business. I did it on the side for my corporate job. I had plenty of money. I fed into it. And when it was time to soar, it did. And then when I had the money from the real estate, I fed it into this, what's become my business now. And by the time it was ready to soar, I had towed both of them. And why did I tow both of them? Because my moon is at 29 degrees of Capricorn. And that's what I do naturally is I hold the things in place that need to. Well, I've got the eye to the future. So it's like, that's what the lesson of what we're wanting to embody at this time is being in that archetype of that, that cusp of that, that energy. So what I'm hearing is stay away from 
the temptation to throw the baby out with the bathwater and cultivate this sort of and consciousness. Like I can do this and I can do this. It's possible for me to be happy and not have all the things yet. Like everything is valid from one perspective. So diving into those perspectives and then also as a piece of advice for everyone, I'm just summarizing and you can toss in whatever else there is that you think is important before we wrap it up. But just thinking about and reflecting on what does freedom feel and look like to you? Because obviously everyone's going to have an individual definition as a nation. We're going to be recreating the definition. Um, Are there any other big questions that you would like to leave the audience with as we go into 2021 that are going to help them to navigate the transition and help them to step into their most empowered life? I want to bring it back to the sustainability topic. And again, like remember, not pushing an environmental agenda with this. Like I really don't have an agenda, even though I lean towards, you know, I recycle everything and it's mother. I like, I, I try to embody as much of those principles, but I don't have a judgment on the process because it just is how it's going to be. And it's an evolution, but, but for people's individual, like to, to ask a question every day of everything that you're looking at, looking at in your life, is your mortgage sustainable? Can you keep that mortgage up for 30 years? (laughs) You know, is the car sustainable? Is the, you know, if maybe you've gotten to pay off debt and then you've got all this open debt or or credit, like is freedom to you having more debt again, but, or is freedom to you getting the um, Tesla? (laughs) Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like the sustainability factor is really, really, really critical for everybody to just own again, also with the relationships, like, are you sick because you are codependent? You know, are, is the way that you're parenting sustainable for your life force energy? How are you modeling that? Like, is that going to be sustainable? Mm. Child takes that imprint, like down to the very little nitty gritty, how you're eating. Is that sustainable? The costs of like, you hold that with you every day. And there will be times to splurge and times to benefit from the hard work that's been done. And you don't, you don't have to worry about that. But what, what spirit is really offering us here is an opportunity to let spirit vanquish and throw out completely the things that want to be thrown out. So if something is going away and you can't control it, this isn't what we're talking about. Obviously, you can't control it. Those are the kind of things because there will be a lot of things like that. Karma is going to evaporate in an instant People who've had problems, I've had a new number of things, even just recently, and we're not even in the strongest part of the energy yet, that have been like a problem forever. And it's just disappeared as a problem. It's not even a problem anymore. People are going to see that. And you'll be like, woo, thank you, Uranus. All of a sudden, out of the way. Thank you, burning off the karma, you know, Pluto, Saturn, everybody. But that is by spiritual plan. That's not us. Like I am feeling angst. So therefore I'm going to sell everything that I own and go into a tiny home. And I'm not saying again, like that might be somebody's best thing. And many people will actually be doing that by not by choice, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a subtle observation of letting spirit evaporate the things through this year, you know, letting spirit do that and then just continuing to try to get yourself in a better situation that is going to hold you for what you want for your life and your what you want to create for the long term 
Mm, yes, thinking long term, thinking sustainability. And I really subscribe to the belief that the universe wants us to have what we want in a sustainable way, which is why sometimes when you go to manifest something, it'll blow up in your face first, because that wasn't the sustainable version. <laughs> and right. what we're looking for is a sustainable, lasting thing that you can actually enjoy for a long time and something mm. that you can depend on and have and count on. So this is really exciting, really beautiful. And I'm really thankful that you put it in such a nicely organized package for everyone to digest because you're really great at explaining things. So it's no question like why you're a teacher. Um, but can you tell everyone before we go a little bit about where they can learn more from you? Tell them the name of your book, where to find it, all the things. Okay, sure. So um, as I said earlier, I'm a prolific expressor. So I have a lot of um, different ways that I share. You can go to my YouTube channel, which um, you can search for my name, Annie Botticelli, B-O-T-T-I-C-E-L-L-I, -T -T -E in any internet search, and I'm all over the place, so you can find me that way. Um, but you can also go to Annie Helps You, all spelled out, Y-O-U, you know, Annie Helps You, TV.com, and that will get you right to my YouTube channel. I put out detailed monthly horoscopes at least a month, sometimes even six weeks early before so that you can have it for your planning purposes. And I have other videos up there sometimes too, different series for the eclipses and other monumental things that go on. Then you can go to my site, cozybysweetstarlight.com. This, I'm so proud of this site. It is so beautiful. It's got nine different headers under it. So it's basically an astrology kissed, life, healthy lifestyle site. And I do written, it's much more simplified, written horoscopes one month early, with um, book suggestions for each sign that match where the sun is moving. So those are much more simplistic, but um, digestible and written. And then I've got like herbal teas through the signs, how to maximize the sun moving through the signs, um, all kinds of amazing things. So you can see that there. Then you can go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is my main site. I've got all kinds of astrology blogs, all kinds of other blogs. You can also sign up for my free email newsletter. And if you like to know the details, like even more details than all of these other things, like for instance, the sweet and salty days of the month, the aspects that are difficult and the ones that are nice, what days they are on, what the aspects are and what you can expect from them. Plus a write-up of the month. It's a very long detailed write-up that only my email newsletter group gets one month early. So you can sign up for that at AnnieHelpsYou.com. You also get Shine, my 28-day virtual coaching program for free um, as a member of my email community. And then I've got my school, which is Luminous, Luminous Life Multiversity. You can go to LumLife, L-U-M-E, life.com. And I've got free courses. I've got um, a course called Unleash Your Money Magnet. So if you're struggling with finances, that's a free course. I've got some health and um, wellness free courses. And then you can find my very crazy comprehensive. If you think I go into details like in something like this, these these offerings, you will be completely blown away by my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which has over a hundred modules and still I'm adding to it, of how you can use astrology to become a professional, to add to your professional work. Or I have tons of people in there that don't want to do it professionally, but they just want to be able to read charts and use it in a deeper way for themselves. So you can see that at loomlife.com. My new book, uh, well, first of all, I have another book called Radical Prayer, Transform Your Life in the World in 28 Days, and that is a beautiful book of prayers and affirmations um, 
to do over a moon cycle because of the power of, of building new habits over the, the time of a moon cycle. Um, and you can find that anywhere. You can order it through any bookstore. You can also get it on Amazon. And then there's my new book, which is a beautiful, long hardcover reference book. It's 350 pages of amazing uh, summaries of a lot of the, the core of my teachings um, of things that I've learned and taught over the last 20 years. And it shows, it's basically called Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. And it teaches you how to do that. So it's the first book, it's a landmark, it's being called a landmark work because it's the first book that has gone into all of the personal planets and their retrogrades and how we can utilize them the best. There's been more um, notoriety of, of Mercury retrograde coming into the forefront. And this book goes into more detail about that. Goes into Venus retrograde, goes into Mars retrograde, goes into eclipses. Um, and, and essentially, it, it very much is a book about manifesting because it helps us to use astrological power periods to, uh, to have more power behind our creations. So the sun moving through each sign, questions to ask, uh, tapping scripts, crystals for each sign, even Schussler cell salts to um, remedy core issues that we're born with. When you're, when you're in the womb, you're absorbing the 12 essential um, salts, minerals. Um, but the, the three months of the year, whatever, if you're a preemie, then there's more of this. For the months of the year that you're not in the womb, like those months after you come out, you're not, it's only available through the mother's womb or when you're in the womb. So people who are certain signs have a tendency to have certain deficiencies and certain issues. And a lot of that based back to not having those essential cell salts. So it goes into how to see which cell salts can benefit you um, and why. So all of that's in the book. It's so comprehensive. So you can get it literally anywhere. It's um, going to be stocked physically in all of the Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million in the United States. I know that like, um, well, it's, it's published through Watkins Media in UK, in the UK and London, and they're uh, doing their distribution in the UK. But Penguin Random House is distributing worldwide. And I know that Penguin Australia is ordered a bunch. I know all different cuts. So it's, you're, you're likely to find it in an actual bookstore. If it's not there, you can order it. You can find it on Amazon. You can also go to bookshop.org. I haven't quite gotten my account set up there, but depending when you're listening to this, bookshop.org forward slash Annie Botticelli. And that going that way, if you're a person who loves independent bookstores and you want to support indie stores, you can order through your bookstore or you can go to bookshop.org. And when you order there, you're helping out the bookstores to you know, keep that beautiful tribe going. Um, so I guess that's all. Did you mention when the book is released? <laughs> oh, thank you. It's officially out December 8th. If you're listening to this before December 8th, there is actually a 20% discount on the print version through Amazon before it's actually out. So pre-order and get 20% off. Yes, pre-order and get 20% off. Um, but otherwise, oh, also it's on Audible. You can also pre-order it. It's on, you know, Barnes and Noble Nook. It's on all the eBooks. You can pre-order it anywhere, but it actually will be out December eighth. But you'll get the first shipments if you pre-order before then. 
Yay. Nice. Thank you for sharing. Everyone go grab her book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. I feel that this is a very timely book launch, just like mine was. Mine was all about affirmations for happiness. And it was exactly what you were describing earlier, like how can we cultivate a happy mindset? Because it's not only about your circumstances. Um, so I think that's cool that both of our books came out at the perfect time, of course, for everyone to benefit from them. So go check them out. Um, we love you guys. Annie, thanks for joining us today. This was so awesome. You are literally a wealth of knowledge and information. As I'm looking at you, I'm getting the clairvoyant image of like, you're like a fountain and there's all this like pretty <laughs> water coming out. And I feel like maybe that's why your hair is like so awesome. Cause maybe your hair is like the water and you have an abundance of hair. So it makes a lot of sense in my mind. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So thanks for being here. We will continue this conversation for a few more moments over on the Patreon. So if you're not on there, get on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash high vibe. So you can see what her beautiful book looks like. Um, you can see her beautiful hair. You can see us chatting. You can actually watch this uh, and every other week. So you don't just have to listen. You can be more intimately involved with us. You can support the show. You can get bonus goodies. We're always uploading freebies for you guys over there. So we'll see you over there. And until next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.